Hey listeners, welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies, and I want to start this episode off by talking a little bit about the decision to review episodes 3, 4, and 5 of She-Hulk all at once. Now, I had episodes 3 and 4 recorded, I had a little bit of audio problems that I was working out and getting those posted, but I watched episode 5, and really... I thought that this was the best way to describe my feelings on these past couple of episodes and this show in general. Um, I do feel that this show is very polarizing right now. There's a a lot of different opinions, and some of them I think are really well done. Some of them I think are incredibly stupid um, based on the fact of sexist comments and things like that. Um... And I have a lot of problems with this show, but it's not for some of the reasons, like I said, that I'm hearing. Um, but I, the, the reasons that I do not like this show right now and why it was hard to kind of do individual episodes and why I decided to do this as the three episodes that I watched is because every one of them has the same problem for me. And I'll get right into the fact of it has nothing to do. We'll start with episode three. It has nothing to do with the ending when it sent everybody into an uproar because She-Hulk was twerking. I don't care. I don't for time I don't find it particularly funny. I don't find it particularly amusing. I don't find it interesting. Whatever you want to say. But I don't I don't care. I don't care that they put that in the episode because it's her twerking. What I care about and my problem basically with Marvel in general right now, because I'm starting to get fatigued on it, is I'm sick and tired of a lot of things being a joke with Marvel. And it started, the signs were there. It's always been, there's been humor in these Marvel movies. And I certainly know there's a lot of things that have come out in Phase 4. And there's things that have had serious tones. Um, You know, WandaVision had a serious tone. Moon Knight had a serious tone. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness had, for the most part, a a serious tone to it but there's always these flashes of this comedy you know thor has turned into a freaking college bro for god's sakes and i i gave my thoughts on thor love and thunder and and why i felt that movie could have established itself better from a more serious tone and it's the same thing with she hulk and my problem is and it started for me in endgame even though i enjoy endgame a lot. I have rewatched it several times. It still hasn't worn off rewatching, you know, the novelty of a never thought we get to that portion in comic book movies. I never thought we would be there. I mean, even way back when in 2000, when X-Men came out from Fox, I never imagined as somebody growing up being a fan of comic books and these characters that we would be here. Even with the first Avengers movie, I never imagined that we would be where we were when Endgame hit theaters. And that will probably, until the day I die, be one of the greatest theater experiences in my life. It was Everything I could have asked for is what used to be called a nerd, whatever word was used to describe people who like comic book movies and comic books and things like that. 
because now it's for everybody. It's not just the nerds that like this stuff. It's everybody. Everybody loves Marvel. And I'm being a little facetious there because I realize it's not everybody, not every single person on the planet likes this. But it is more socially acceptable and talked about than it was way back then um, in early 2000s and things like that. Um, but, it, you know, in Endgame, it started with Thor being heavy. And I don't mind that he was heavy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that it was used as a joke. It was used where everybody made a comment about his body weight. Somebody who was going through incredibly crippling depression and is something that could have been explored and something that could have been explored in Thor Love and Thunder that made that character connect even further with audiences. And they used it as a joke. They used his depression, his anxiety, his loneliness, his weight gain as a joke. And it pisses me off. And you can probably hear it in my tone that it pisses me off. And I understand that there are jokes and things land and things work. I'm not saying every joke that Marvel tells doesn't work or that everything should be serious. But the simple fact of the matter is, in real life, and I realize these are movies, but in real life, you have people that tell jokes because of anxiety or being nervous in a situation. And the way that they cope with being in that situation is by telling a joke. But it's not everybody. Not everybody does that. And Marvel with these shows is turning everybody into a character that jokes and doesn't take anything seriously. And it is so on the front lines of She-Hulk that I just find myself furthering my and just distancing myself from wanting to watch this show because it's not particularly funny to me. And again, these are my views and my opinions. The problem with the show isn't the stupid sexist comments that the show is getting. And for people that are doing that and review bashing it because it's a woman who is front and center, that's stupid and it's dumb. And that's the problem with the world that we're in is the show is not bad because it is led by a woman that produces, writes, directs. It's not bad because it's led by a female character. As a matter of fact, I think Jennifer Walters is actually decent. The problem is they do not balance. They should be focusing more on Jen struggling with the fact that she wants people to accept her as Jennifer Walters because she seems like a lonely individual. You can get glimpses of that throughout these episodes. You can get glimpses of that when she goes on dates and when she creates in episode four a dating profile as She-Hulk when she doesn't want to. She wants people to accept Jennifer Walters who is kind of overlooked, but no. Instead of exploring that aspect of it, we have to explore stupid humor that's broken up with a dumb family dinner in a dumb courtroom scene in episode three where it's a magician and an Asgardian shapeshifter who, I'm sorry, is too stupid and the lawyer is too stupid in a show where they're supposed to be intelligent people that she wouldn't get in trouble, this Asgardian shapeshifter, for impersonating a judge and it's played for a joke 
But these people are led to, we're supposed to believe that these people are smart, but the people that they represent, and I'm not saying the actors, again, it's the characters, I'm not blaming actors for anything that they're given here, but the characters that they represent are idiots, but we're not supposed to think they're idiots, but because of the ridiculous humor that this show, for some reason, feels it has to have, it bogs it down immensely. And with these episodes being as short as they are, this bait-and-switch tactic that Marvel has done to say, oh, you're getting nine episodes of She-Hulk, guess what? Going from six episodes to nine episodes doesn't mean a damn thing when you shorten the episodes and they're still basically the same runtime as a six-episode season. It was a really nice trick to try and get people to think you were doing something, but you're not because 25% of your damn show is taken up by credits. That's not impressive. Nothing happens. And the fact that nothing happens during these episodes or the individual pockets that happen happen are so short and everything else in your episode is jokes and filter you don't have a good show on your hands this is supposed to be a sitcom like show guess what i've watched sitcoms they have a beginning of the episode a middle of the episode and a logic conclusion this is just one big run-on that doesn't give you anything and it doesn't make me look forward to the next episode there's a couple of things that happen but i just the reason why i don't look forward to it so because i, I should get a little bit more into detail about that because let's take episode five you get a daredevil tease we all knew he was coming but you get a daredevil tease so maybe we get him in episode six but I don't just think about the fact that we're going to get Daredevil. I think about the fact that we're going to have to probably get some lame jokes in between and things that don't make the show better. We're not going to focus on what this show has done well because there are things that the show has done well. We're going to focus on stupid jokes that don't need to be in this show. Episode 4. You know what? Just because you sit there and call it out in the beginning of the episode and be like, oh, Wong's back, it's almost like plot armor. You know what? Just because you call out something that stinks doesn't mean it doesn't stink. Wong was not plot armor. And guess what? Just because Wong was in there, not everything that Wong did was good because he, once again in episode 4, is broken up by jokes. Now, I did think the chemistry between him and Madison was actually pretty good but it doesn't make up for the fact and you don't get a pass because you say that he's there and it's plot armor it doesn't work like that i'm i'm tired of it i'm tired of shows calling out something and thinking that you're meta or that you're hip or whatever it is you want to call it nowadays and that it actually makes it good it doesn't it doesn't make it good it's just pointing out the fact that it stinks even more. And that's what this show is doing. It is focusing on the things that actually are not good about it instead of focusing on the background that's actually good. I love Jennifer Walters. I, I love Jennifer Walters' character. I actually identify, if that's the word I want to use, with... Being somebody who feels like they're not seen at one point and 
you know, is a little quirky or whatever the case may be. I and probably hundreds of thousands of people can identify with that. But instead of focusing on that, no, you focus on She-Hulk ridiculousness and terrible, I'm sorry, terrible fight scenes and I'm not going to beat a dead horse because I'm sure a lot of people have talked about, you know, this. And if you've listened to other reviews of of She-Hulk, CGI, how do you sit there as Marvel, a company that has a license to print as much money as they damn well please? How do you sit there and with a straight face allow this crap to be fed to fans? How do you sit there and let She-Hulk look like that? It's her damn show and she looks terrible. She doesn't look like she's with anybody. The CGI is terrible. It makes no sense when she's She-Hulk, when she doesn't have to be, when she's in the office. It all is bad writing. It's bad writing. It is bad direction by Marvel because we've heard these things about how they rush things now and it seems like they're a little bit more involved than what I think they should be in giving these creators and these directors a little bit more freedom And it is hurting the project. I, for one, with everything that is going on in Marvel, I need Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I need that in my life because I need something more serious from Marvel. And if you've listened to the MCU review that we did for Matt Goes to the Movies way back when now, I don't even like the Black Panther movie. I do not like it as a movie. I understand the significance that that movie represented. I am not blind. I understand. But there's, to me, many, many just very thin plot like plot devices in that movie that I just can't get behind. Whether it's terrible CGI, flip-flopping characters, I don't think it's actually a very good film. I don't particularly like it that much. However... I respect the fact of the tone. I respect the fact of what they were telling. I I respect of what they were telling in the story. I think the execution was bad. I have watched interviews when that movie came out and what that movie meant to people. Meeting Chadwick Boseman, crying, just being so enamored with that. I understand all of that. I need something like Wakanda Forever to rinse down what is happening in Marvel. I think that that movie is exactly what we need right now. And I think that movie actually looks really good. It is a terrible, terrible tragedy that Chadwick Boseman is gone from this world. Everybody said, you know, everybody always uses the line incredibly too young. It's a, it is incredibly sad that he is no longer with us. But what they seem to be doing in that movie and the difficult task of what looks like them, you know, them incorporating that actor no longer, that person no longer being with us seems incredibly tasteful, respectful, while utilizing that unfortunate tragedy in a way to tell an amazingly compelling story. I am hooked by that trailer and what they're going to do with that movie. I need that movie. I don't need this from She-Hulk. I am tired of Marvel being one big gigantic joke. Even this episode 5, with getting sued for the name She-Hulk in Titanium. I'm sorry, did we forget that in the first episode, she broke into a courthouse? All charges are, what, 
she's fine, she's out of jail, there's nothing. I'm sorry, did we forget about that? Because, let's face it, maybe somebody listening here now is going to say, oh, it's a show, it's movie, it's not real. But the content in which we're taking in is given to us as if it's real. The way that people act now with superheroes, and I like this about the show, I like the fact that it is just commonplace now in the world that superheroes exist and people aren't always asking for autographs and all this other stuff. I like that a lot of people just go about their daily lives and this is part of it. So if you want me to treat this and you want the viewer to act like this is a real world scenario, then treat things like a real world scenario. Titania would not just be free, no consequences. They don't talk about it, but she can sue She-Hulk for the name and do all of this stuff. It's not interesting. Not to mention the fact that you had that incredibly bad, the fight scenes that we've had are edited to hell they're not good at all you have weird cuts and it's supposed to be again this is supposed to be a lawyer show that's another thing that they point out i don't think you'll be able to focus until you get through the origin story because this isn't that kind of show this is a lawyer show the hell it is because everything that you do in this show as a lawyer is jokeable it's not even a word but i'm just aggravated with it again you have people impersonating a judge that are stupid you have lawyers with titania who sit there and allow their client to bring in freaking samples as a joke no that doesn't happen you're not going to allow that but we're supposed to be made to believe that this is what would happen and that these lawyers are freaking stupid we're supposed to be led to believe that jennifer walters who comes across as incredibly intelligent, incredibly intelligent, wouldn't think, or nobody in her damn law firm that hired her to represent the superhero division would think about something like a freaking copyright. They're not stupid. You would have at least somebody in that freaking firm because maybe Jennifer Walters forgets about it with everything that she's going on. I completely can get behind that concept. But the damn firm that hired her, there would be somebody behind somebody behind somebody behind somebody behind the guy in the freaking mailroom that drops things off that would think we need to make sure that term is freaking copyrighted. But no, we're led to believe that they're all freaking idiots and it's insulting. It is insulting to the viewers. And maybe I shouldn't say viewers because, again, these are my opinions. But that is exactly how I feel. We are supposed to believe that the people in this environment are smart and they're constantly treated like idiots. They constantly do things that are stupid, that you know these people would not do. But they do them because they're supposed to get a laugh out of us. And that makes it un. Funny When you do something for a laugh that is completely void of common sense that you try to ingrain in these characters that we're supposed to believe, it falls flat. That is these last three episodes. It focuses on exactly the wrong things. There is so much material here that would make this show, for me, insanely 
captivating. But instead of focusing on real issues that a viewer could draw themselves into, they just want to, because it's supposedly a sitcom show, focus on a sitcom-like environment. And for me, it is absolutely the wrong choice. Now, I am going to stick through and watch this show. I've made a commitment to do reviews for the podcast to do this. Now, I cannot say whether or not I will do these next episodes individually. I am going to try to. I am going to try to get back to reviewing episodes 6, 7, 8, and 9 as individual episodes. I cannot guarantee that that is going to happen. But that is going to be my goal, is to go back and get back to individual episodes. But for these three episodes, and the simple fact that I did have some audio uh, issues with the two episodes, uh, three and four, that I had previously recorded, I thought it was best to just recap episode three through five, because they all have the same problem for me. I hope this show turns around. I hope we get, in the last four episodes, a different focus, because there are things that work here, and I am rooting for a show like this. And again, for the people that are review bombing or saying these stupid sexist comments, it's ridiculous. Grow up, be better. Let's be better than that. Let's criticize content for reasons that it should be criticized. Not because we're acting like stupid human beings, okay? There's enough of that in the world that we don't need to add to it unjust, like, unfairly. The show has flaws that have nothing to do with the fact that it's a female character. There's nothing wrong with that. The way that they are glossing over things that are much more interesting is the problem. It's not that she's female. So to anybody that sits there and does that, again, grow up. So thank you for listening to this episode. Um, Might be one of my more uh, opinionated uh, episodes that I have done in a while. I hope to get something out of this show before the end of it. Because I don't like doing, you know, I don't like doing this. I don't like, you know, sometimes, yes, it's... It's fun to do a bad movie. I've done plenty of those on this podcast. X-Men Origins Wolverine, Daredevil, things like that with Ben Affleck. I've done movies where it's been fun to talk about how bad they are because they're a good time. It's not... I don't enjoy just bashing something. I don't enjoy just being negative towards it. That was a hard thing to do with the Halo TV show. There were a couple episodes where I was like, I don't like doing this. I don't like just being negative. So I hope this show turns around, for me at least. If you're watching this show and you're enjoying it, in all honesty, I am incredibly happy for you. And I would love, I would absolutely love for any listener of this this episode reply reply to the show tell me why you're liking it we are on twitter we have a facebook page we have a facebook group page we have instagram we're on tiktok the email is in the account there are so many ways to connect with this show i would absolutely love to hear from you the listener right now that is hearing these words please write to me. Tell me why you enjoy this show. Tell me why you don't enjoy this show. I love to have these conversations. So thank you very much again for listening to this episode. This has been Matt Goes to the Movies, and we will see you very soon for the next episode.